Welcome to a one-of-a-kind podcast series brought to you by Maxim Institute, Maximize Election 23. We are here every week to dive into the latest news discussing the plain and the fancy articles while bringing you insightful analysis of the various events across our country. We also present the Generally Good Egg Award and share our expectations for the following week. Today, Executive Director Tim Wilson is joined by researcher Natasha Bolas and Communications Manager Jason Heal. Let's dive right in to maximize Election 23. And the plane this week, the uh, Defence Review, New Zealand Defence Force Review, uh, released, um, pointing out we don't have a Defence Force, not really. (laughs) Um, China's on the rise. Look out. Did that happen? (laughs) Oh, really? While we were snoozing, (laughs) eh? We were just like, oh, we woke up from a nap and there's China. (laughs) They weren't here, were they? But having said that, it's good to get this stuff on the table because too often this kind of observation is sort of off off uh, off camera if you like mm. Natasha yeah well fair enough I mean I think it's a it's a very long way of writing whoops <laughs> 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 but it's out there now and we can uh, start doing something about it hopefully I don't well, know I, yeah I wonder if we sort of figured this out when the prime minister had to fly two planes <laughs> to China because one of them was likely to break down yeah, we mm. just weren't sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I remember the campaign. You remember the Australian um, advertising companies had a competition to sell an invasion of New Zealand, and they came up no. with. Do you not remember this? And they this no. like ten years ago, and they came up with two ads, and one of them was 100% pure, 100% green, zero defence, zero percent defence. It's we've been like this. 100% for, yours for the taking. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But into, but the the one of the observations within the report was that our remoteness can no longer be a strategy because and I think I don't that's, think that's been a viable strategy for some time now. Yeah. It's almost been it, it's almost been a default position, hasn't it? Yeah. In the sense that um, well we can't afford it, uh, it's too expensive. And what the other thing here, lower retention of trained staff, oh oh, aging infrastructure, we sort of knew that as well. Oh gathering uh, geopolitical threats in this yeah, How can you afford not to, I yep. guess? Yeah. is And I, I feel like that's something that surely, surely people have known for a long time, that New Zealand is a bit of a sitting duck yeah. when it comes to defence. Yeah. I mean, we've had conversations in the office where you go, we put three warships around us and we're cut off from the world, you know? Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? We can't get through. And is anyone that's really going to cry too Yeah. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> she said, is anyone going to cry too much if we're cut off from well, the world? Well, here's, here's the question, though. It's like, okay, we're not, we're not significant enough to be on anyone's radar. That, and so that's our defence strategy. Mm. But if that's the case, say someone invades us. I couldn't possibly imagine who that might be. Um, does America really risk going to war for... The tiny country of five million down the bottom of the South Pacific. Uh, I'm not sure. Having said that, with the way rhetoric is between the Biden government and the Chinese government at present, they actually, and I would say this is um, this is something I've seen in more than one place. They don't actually understand one another, so they are sort of things are ratcheted up. So perhaps depending on the wider geopolitical context, we might be worth fighting for. We just mm. can't bet on that. Mm. Yeah, I think we need to not only up our defence force, but uh, deepen ties with our traditional allies as well. Because 
even if all of us could fight tomorrow, which is not going to happen, um, we still don't, we're still only five million people, like you say. So someone could overrun us pretty quickly. Um, and huge areas of coastlines. Exactly. So, um, yeah. But I, do, I want to pull back from this because we're talking about conventional warfare in terms of um, the notion of uh, extending soft power. So China very fond of soft power uh, using um, economic uh, econo- you know, they've done this with Australia cutting off imports etc. Where do you see that going Natasha? Well I mean uh, first of all I, I would say that the Western countries are really fond of soft power too. We're just mm. not quite as subtle about it. <laughs> we so like to play our harder, money around soft. like it's nobody's business. But, That's true. Slightly uh, harder soft power. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's there's some serious concerns about the, uh, the the influence, and I think we should also be very clear that we're distinguishing Chinese governance and uh, the different bodies of government from Chinese people generally. Uh, but when we're talking mm. about the influence of the, the Communist Party and the different ways that they set up shop in other countries, mm. uh, particularly the influence on academia, mm. uh, the influence on political parties, uh, it, can, it can get a little bit eerie how easily they have managed to manifest themselves in some of those those hallways of, of power. So I think it's definitely something to continue to look into and to be concerned for. I think the posture that New Zealand takes towards, I I mean, I think this defence posture, for example, is clearly indicating that some of that soft power has failed because I don't think that the New Zealand government would be partnering itself up with some Mm. of its traditional Western allies and clearly saying, because we're concerned about China, if China had its way. So Mm. clearly some of those effects are already deteriorating, which is good news, I think, for the sovereignty of New Zealand. Okay. Um, and also, let's keep watching the Chinese economy. Mm. Uh, yeah, because absolutely. That's, um, that is, uh, we don't get a lot of information about that, and um, it's very, it's a very, very murky, um, murky situation, but with a, such a large geopolitical actor. Yeah, um, often countries that have domestic troubles look outwards in order to cohere and come together so but the fact that we're even hearing about it you know the fact that the imf is releasing a statement about it is a sign that you know the emperor's got no clothes and we're finally pointing it out you know that who wouldn't even talk about the fact that this disease might come out of wuhan yes you know a couple of years ago now the imf is actually willing to make a statement about the financial security of china Mm. i think that's a sign that internationally the tide is turning and people are starting to pay attention and talk about what they're seeing yeah all right, moving. Uh, you raised uh, raised health a little bit there with the uh, the uh, corona coronavirus uh, uh, reference. Free dental care. That's our fancy of the week um, <laughs> policy from the Greens, which is they'll use a wealth tax to pay for free dental care uh, in uh, in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Jason. Yeah. You just had a son that um, got some braces, is getting some braces, He's getting braces, yeah, that's right. So, you know, anything free at this point uh, is very (laughs) attractive. Also, coming from someone who needs a few root canals, yes, as well, (laughs) very attractive uh, seeing the price of that. But I would like to know a bit more about what this wealth tax to pay for it actually involves um, because... Well, this is the wealth tax that their political... Ally, Labour mm. has already said they won't apply. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how you're going to, um, what's it, $1.7 billion, how you're going to cover that 
without any extra income. Can you make dentists out of money? Yeah. Because if you can... This is going to solve a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> you but otherwise, to the supply of dentists. Yeah. You know, if you don't have dentists to pay yeah. the wealth tax too, then how are you? How are you actually going to accomplish this? Yeah. How are you going to put all these non-existent dentists all around the country to do the work? Well, I think from what I understand, the free dental care for children at the moment is massively backlogged because That's they right. they don't have enough dentists to do the work, and that is free dental care. Yeah. People aren't ac- able to access it anyway. I think there's a nine-month wait time for some procedures for children. Wow. Again, dental care for children is free. So how is making it free actually going to resolve the real resource shortages? Well, that you're exists? going to intensify the bottlenecks. And mm. um, this is a Dental Association Chief, Chief Executive Mo Amso uh, says it doesn't account for those major bottlenecks of children and adults already needing care. Actually, Mo Amso used to be my dentist. <laughs> Fantastic dentist. Yeah. I just wish he wasn't the chief executive of the Dental yeah. Association. Yeah. I wish, Mo, can you please get back into <laughs> Have you seen and the state t- of Tim's right. teeth, yeah, Mo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, but I, I think there's, a, there's, there's an object lesson here about uh, minority parties, which is that we can create policy that uh, may be, um, well, number one, is predicated on something that likely won't happen. Number two, doesn't really have an understanding of the way that things are working within the system currently, but it gets people's attention. Mm. Well, it's a great soapbox manoeuvre. Yeah. You know, you get to, the government isn't paying any attention to this issue. And it, look, maybe it's not the top of the agenda for the government anyway. I mean, I think it's a, a bit of a long straw for James Shaw to say, in a wealthy country like ours, when we're all talking about the cost of living crisis. Mm. So mm. clearly there are other things that, the major parties are worrying about mm. this is a small issue but it's going to get a lot of headlines because everyone loves the you know it's like <laughs> candy to children to be a really yeah. bad analogy given the uh, the toothaches <laughs> that ensue but really mm. that it's a lot of flash but not a lot yeah. of substance i think mm. yeah i mean the other bottleneck that we're not talking about is training right even if we trained enough dentists started training them tomorrow five years to get dentists out the other Up end and running. so and then okay if we're not going to train them or we need them sooner we're going to have to import them but what's the perks of coming to new zealand why would you come here as opposed to australia america anywhere else um so yeah it's a long bow two words please floss floss every time <laughs> that's right seriously yeah. and cut back on the sugar guys yeah, yeah. So mm. it's not good for you well okay so here's, here's I'm, i've got an ongoing debate with my dentist in the sense that Yes, um, when the kids go to bed, myself and my bride may or may not have a lolly or two. But if you chew, if you chew gum after that, sugar-free gum, that induces saliva, which yeah. actually and your dentist is pro or anti. Let us be clear for yeah. our for our public actually, who are listening you know to this. Yeah. So actually, this is not some sort we're of medically endorsed. Yeah. Yeah. We're a public policy <laughs> research and medical before undertaking any advice. We're not a dental organisation. <laughs> yep. All right. Fair enough. Winners and losers this week. Oh, look, any week where the Labour Party's not in the news for yeah. some drama is a win for them. So yeah. well done, guys. You yeah. made it. Yeah. We've been able to talk about policies this yeah. week. Mm. That's exciting. That's great. To yeah. change. Yeah. Andrew Little, hey, winner doing this uh, defence thing. You think that, that yeah. that's a positive? Yeah, yeah I, th- I, I think, think so. It, yeah. We like, need to talk about yeah, it. As, as uh, Natasha said, it's th- we're able to have this conversation. It's out in the open now. It's on record that a minister's actually said we need to increase our... Um, defense our defence force and uh, we've actually been writing columns on this we've written about four or five columns on our foreign policy and how it needs to change and so 
thanks for listening, Minister Little. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say um, winner this week, um, centre-right, more polls. I mean, we had that... um, uh, Roy Morgan poll at the beginning of last week. Roy Morgan, for whatever reason, is not seen as a, as a as 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 an arbitrator of sentiment that you can typically take to the banker. Yeah. But having said that, uh, the trends that were in that poll, particularly for the centre right, uh, were confirmed by other polls. So for centre right um, uh, parties, they're, they're clearly the winners. Um, be interesting to see how the how debates of policy once we get past and I think maybe Marcus was right last week when he said oh Labour actually did a good thing because they got all the bad news out of the way uh, in one week that's a positive planned or Um, unplanned yeah yeah yeah. we'll see how those um, how those debates of policy actually occur going Mm. forward all right Mm. uh, generally good egg of the week I don't know this oh. week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've got a contentious one because, oh, uh, yeah, because Tim and I were talking about this uh, earlier. Um, I appreciated the levity that um, Nicola Willis brought to the debate chamber with her slip of the tongue. I don't know <laughs> anyone has uh, has heard that. So I, was I this, think was this the debate? This was the debate Grant, about was this the question time. Hole. Yeah, <laughs> question time with Grant Robertson. Yeah. We don't need I to thought, describe it. No, this no, it's um, a people can go podcast. find it. Yeah, yeah, people can go find it if they want. But I just thought a bit of levity in the debate chamber is always a good thing. Intentional, okay. unintentional. I see everyone looking at me with like eye rolls I, I, and I, I, I mean, sideways <laughs> glances. Look, that's fine. Here we go. Here we go. Look. I guess. I guess. Yeah, it's nice to have those moments of unity. Um, Was I, it a moment of unity? Was it just? Oh, just everyone was laughing. It was yeah, great. Yeah, you know, laugh brings dumb. people together. Look at us right now. That's you know. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah we, usually, we usually fight so much. That's right. Yeah, well, um, I didn't bring anything to contribute to this segment, so I'm happy <laughs> to Well, wait to hear what uh, what as Tim someone, has to as say. As someone who's waging. An unending battle with my own, our own children, about um, reference to biological functions <laughs> as sources of humour. No thanks. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go two ways. I'm going to go with um, Andrew Little yeah. for the Defence Review. Generally yeah. good egg. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm great that you're doing it, mm. and great that we are talking about this. That's excellent. Uh, that's what government should do. Well done. Mm. Uh, what should oppositions do? Uh, they should dispute with governments and Shane Retty uh, for his pursuit of uh, the independent report on the Māori Health Authority. Uh, look, I, this is exactly, it's holding uh, a government institution to account. Uh, it's asking yeah. questions and um, I would uh, I would nominate him alongside uh, Andrew Little. Mm. Great. Mm. That's excellent. Do we have to take an overall vote? You have to vote, vote or, now. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since you didn't bring anyone, now you've got a. You've got to be the. I'm going to go with defence. Yeah. I think I have to. I'm. Um, I'm glad this is something we're actually talking about now. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about it in the office. Yeah. For a long time. For a long Usually, time. it's the butt of jokes, which is it's good to be actually having positive conversations about yeah. you know next steps. There we go. So I think Andrew yeah. Little's the winner. Well done. Um, the coming week, what are uh, what are you looking forward to, Natasha? Uh, well, I'm quite looking forward to seeing how the uh, the road wars continue. <laughs> looking forward to the, the, the escalation. Road wars. <laughs> oh, the debate the, about transport. Transport, yeah. yeah. No, there's just look escalating promises. Money is falling from the sky. I'm really yeah. excited to see, you know, who who promises what next. Yeah. Yeah. Can I pull back from there? I was <laughs> I was actually quite staggered with Christopher Luxon saying that um, China could pay for some approved transport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put us in the Belt and Road Initiative. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah look, and it's my a great idea given the state of the uh, Defence Force yeah, in New yeah. Zealand. Uh, clearly well, people aren't... 
just when you're being accused of being a wealthy country, actually someone's suggesting a policy manoeuvre already being questioned in the Solomon Islands. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm, looking forward to, I'm looking forward to more discussion of education. We had those uh, NCEA uh, results, uh, a drop of um, uh, a very significant amount of kids who are leaving with mm. NCEA passes. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it is declining very significantly. Uh, and we need to do something about it. Schools are failing these these kids, but also we're failing ourselves. Mm. Well, I think we're failing schools too. Like I think it's it's too easy to True. put the emphasis on the schools and say they're failing. I think they have an extraordinarily difficult job. I think it gets more difficult every year. The more policies mm. we pile on top, and mm. we just expect the frontline workers to solve everything that's <laughs> coming down yeah, the pipeline. To, so, yeah, it's a good point, Natasha, because the uh, the research that we're going to release um, this week. Uh, on COVID, uh, COVID's effect on the education system, the focus on well-being. Mm. So schools are now requ- have have really really dug into the notion of student well-being. It's important. I mm. absolutely agree. But that's another layer that on top of to, educating yeah, our kids as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, my Jason. pick of the week, yeah, is. Uh, anything that Winston Peters says is always entertaining. So I'm hoping that he releases some policy, has a roadshow or something like that. Um, yeah, depth of depth of thought here. But no, I think he always contributes to the conversation no matter what what he says because people react to him and there's there's some dynamism and buzz about around the issues that He's he raises. He's a catalyst. For. Yeah, He's I'm looking for a spark. So you're not, to you're not necessarily concerned about what he will say, but what he ignites. What he yeah. will provide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's, that's true. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll, <laughs> I'll give I'll it a pass. There we go. Oh, oh that's great. Thanks, guys. Consensus. Enough yeah. consensus. Um, <laughs> look, tune in next week, and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us on Maximise the Election. Thanks for listening to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team at Maxim, Mateo, goodbye for now.